Sorry, hold on. I, my recorder was off. My bad. I owe you one on that. All right. I'm good now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to NXT Revisited. I am your co-host, Troy. With me this week, co-host Jason is here. Fucking back, baby. Ready for some NXT shit? It's been too long. I'm ready to talk about this this stuff. Well, that's great because we've got so many matches to talk about. Fucking chock full. I, I remember I was so excited last week when I saw we were going to get uh, Dijakovic versus uh, Keith Lee this week. Uh, it's just so much fucking shit. I'm so excited. Let's let's do it. All right. Triple H starts off the show. Um, you know. It's it's too bad that he had to fly all the way down here and make this announcement because NXT doesn't have a commissioner that could come out and make this announcement. Um, but uh, yeah, Triple H says that. Yeah, what the fuck is Regal? <laughs> they started off with Triple H, and I was like, wait, don't they have a commissioner to do this? <laughs> like, I'm pretty yeah. sure Triple H was just like, God damn, I haven't been on camera with the NXT title yet. Oh my god, yeah, so. He, I don't know why he turned into Vince there, but yeah, I don't like, know either. He you know. he not only obviously had the belt in his hand, but took a long time getting to his announcement, playing up yeah. off the crowd and everything. And that obviously we uh, know we know when Papa Trips comes down that he's he's face Triple H. So yeah, uh, but he does announce, of course, that Tommaso Ciampa had successful neck surgery, and that they need to figure out who is going to be facing Johnny Takeover at Takeover New York. So. He decides that we are going to have a five-man match tonight to decide who will face Johnny. And those people will be Rick O'Shea, Adam Colbebe, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, and Matt Riddle. So, that is a hell of a main event to start off with. Yeah, um, and then when he, when Hunter was finished, he just randomly left the title on the announce table. He didn't just randomly leave it. He wandered in front of the camera while they're yeah. talking and just drops the belt on there and then fucking leaves. And I'm like, <laughs> apparently they forgot the felt podium that the belts always sit on when they're vacant or held up. Or <laughs> they they must so. have because it, it it appears later. So it, like, it well, was, I was gonna get to that later. Oh, that was sorry. part of a joke I had coming up later. Thanks oh, for I'm fucking sorry. stepping on my shit. Oh, All right, I apologize. <laughs> you can say it now. Well, that joke's not gonna work later. Now, well, still do it. Yeah. All right. So, um, pretty standard. All right. So we go. We go to our first match. No, before we get to that, uh, <laughs> Cleavage McSleepy Eyes is standing outside the men's dressing room and twice almost gets slammed into by the door. Um. First, she is interrupted by Kona Reeves, 
of all people, <laughs> for some fucking reason. Uh, I zoned out on what he said. I was too busy looking at his terrible hair. Said the match would be good, but it wouldn't be the finest. Can we just point out how how strange it is that this basically this entire segment was Kathy Kelly standing backstage, mm-hmm. rubbing it in to everyone who wasn't chosen to be in the main event. This entire show is her rubbing it into everyone that, that they're not what the events. fuck was that about <laughs> because later she does it again yeah where she's like what do you got to think about that main event what the fuck do they care like right. okay Kona reeves yeah okay like whatever but then she does it to the next people that come out the forgotten sons who are in next week's main events and Start our tag with, team. Yeah. Why would they be in the exactly. match? Start I will say this. When the, Forgo- when the Forgotten Sons came out, I yeah. never realized before how much Wesley Blake with his beard looks like Braxton Sutter. I don't know who that is. Al- Allie's husband there. Oh, Used to be Pepper okay. Parks. Oh, okay, okay. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. The funny Very thing similar. is when, when he has the, the hat on, he's almost unrecognizable for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like he's fucking Clark Kent with glasses. And like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so she proceeds <laughs> to ask them about the main events. Of course, they're just like, the fuck do we care, dude? We're not um, in it. Yeah, so they talk about the fact that next week's main event, they will, of course, face Blackashay for the chance to face the War Raiders. And at this point, I remembered, wait, does that mean that Alistair Black could potentially be in two title matches at TakeOver? It could be. <laughs> it's so, so could Ricochet. So could Ricochet, yeah. But yeah, that was my. Ex- I was just like, I was like, that's some weird fucking, like, backwards booking. We're just like, okay, well, clearly neither of them two are going to be fucking. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know if they're going to be fucking, but Wait. um, you know, I my for me the dream scenario is Ricochet wins this match and gets set to go face Johnny Gargano and then Vince McMahon comes out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, pal, but uh, the only. Only black people that are getting an opportunity are the ones with the last name of it. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that me and you get the same commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so they played um, the the female or the, the women's triple threat promo for WrestleMania, which I think is a really good promo. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then they followed it up with the official song takeover, and yet again. They did it where I thought it was a vignette at first. But instead, it's Billy Elish. Sure. And at f- so, I gotta say, um, she's pretty hot, you know, other than the spiders in her crotch. Crown, crown, other than the spiders in her crown. Um, I probably shouldn't say she's pretty hot because I think she's 17, but whatever. Uh, so that's so that's official song number one. Official song number two that comes later is a Disturbed song, and this one didn't catch me because one I know Disturbed, two like the the music video for that is fucking retarded. It's a dude getting chased by like a cloud, and it makes no fucking sense. Um, so then we proceed to get vignette after vignette after vignette. So we'll start with Black O'Shea, who get to a, have a joint. Um, vignette. So, what did you think of Black O'Shea, the, the, the vignette for them? I didn't really even take notes on the vignettes. It was a giant fucking waste of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next, I, I mean, in terms of the vignettes, I sort of skipped over them. 
um, because it's just shit that I've seen before. It's promotional shit and okay, whatever. Uh, the package I was interested in that came, uh, I think next was the, uh, Tommaso Ciampa surgery package, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we had Black Shade, then we had the Velveteen Dream. Then we had the Tommaso Ciampa one for surgery. So, uh, yeah, so we followed Tommaso Ciampa down to, I think it was Georgia, right? Uh, Alabama. Alabama. One of, those, one of those fucking fucking cousins. Andrew's um, Sports Medicine Facility. Yeah, so he talks about the fact that he's been there like four times now. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <clears throat> and the doctor himself is even like, I did his knee surgery, both of his shoulders, and now his neck. It's just like, well, at, at, at a certain point, like, is he the same person anymore? <laughs> It's the bionic man. <laughs> well, it's a, it's like that thing where it's like you buy an axe and you break the handle, you get it to the store and you replace the handle, and then you go back and then you chip the blade and then they replace the blade. Is it the same axe that you first had? Like that's Tomasa Chapa at this point. <laughs> okay then. He's got new knees. He's got new shoulders. He's gonna have a new neck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. All in all, the thing I found most striking was that the doctor and looking at the X-ray pointed out that you know one bad shot and he was close to paralysis yeah man and which is uh, yeah. fucking scary you know? so we all said like oh he can, why can't he work through it well that's fucking why he can't work through it yeah. so well question answered especially because the last match that we saw him in on nxt when he knew he had this injury he was still fucking doing <laughs> gigantic spots and stuff like that yeah there's no way you'd be able to get him to take it easy in a match against johnny gargano yeah. Exactly. Not happening. Nope. Yeah. Um, so after that, we hear from the original bro, Matt Riddle. Yeah, Matt Riddle, bad at promo. Yeah. So <laughs> Matt Riddle, bad at these promos. Matt Riddle, good when he's like going on and interacting with people, you know. But these like I'm just talking about myself things doesn't quite work for me at all. No. Nah. Uh, after that, we get Adam Cole, which is his typical Adam Cole stuff. That's undisputed. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so then we go over to Cleavy, who walks up to Kyrie and Io, and of course asks them about the main event tonight. <laughs> okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't she ask him ask them, Are you guys gonna watch the show tonight? Yes, she did. She asked them if they're going to watch the show tonight. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yes! They're gonna watch the show. Yeah. They're at the fucking building. Yeah, they're at the building. Now, mind you, they are in the middle of a photo shoot, but I'm pretty sure once that's done, they're going to be <laughs> going back and watching the show. Oh, my God. Well, um, we were going to watch the show, but we have an intense scissoring session scheduled next. <laughs> so um, so they they both kind of talk about the fact that they might have to square off against each other, but they, they understand what it's for uh, before Bianca arrives to make things worse. <sighs> I I hate her more with every promo. Oh my god, it's so bad. And I don't think I'm supposed to, <laughs> but I do. It's it's like the gum popping now that she's added, and yeah. like the the head movements and just her presentation just like infuriates me, and. Yeah, like you said, I don't think you're supposed to hate her, but no. I do. She comes off as such a cunt. Yeah. Like, I, I all right. It's supposed to be an insult, but she calls Kyrie a pirate. But like, well, yeah, she's a pirate. Like, 
<laughs> that's yeah. not it's not really an insult, you know. No, that's that's her thing. Yeah. None of us get it, but no. it's her thing, so Right. Yeah, at least at least when Shayna like kinda says, Oh, she's from the Japanese chick or whatever like that, you're supposed to hate her. You're supposed to be like, Yeah, that's that's a bitchy thing to say or like that. But Bianca here is just like, Oh my god, like I I don't understand it. And like I said, she just made it worse. Um, All right, so so now it's uh, Dijakovic versus Keith Lee, right? Nope, that's next week because we are. What are you talking about? They said it was this week. Nope, they, nope, nope. Sorry, I got pushed. Actually, Morrow does make reference, not specifically to the match, but he does make reference to the fact that they had an entire show planned out, but Tommaso's injury has caused them to do this instead. See now, and they said that. Now here's my problem with that. We are 36 minutes into the show yep. when the bell rings for the main event. Yes. We couldn't have killed like some of those video packages and promos and Kathy Kelly segments and gotten a match or two on there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. It's like... Like, like Moro's Moro's point would make sense if you were talking about like that. Was that episode of Raw where they did the... the um, the oh god the gauntlet match with Rollins and it just went on and on and on and on and they had to okay well we gotta cancel stuff because that opened the show right and it's like okay so all the stuff we had planned to go on after that match this match is running long so we gotta that makes sense in this case you waited 39 minutes into the show and then went well we don't have time for the other shit <laughs> not the match was like okay so okay so let's say we had to kill the opening match so that Triple H could come out and talk. There's normally three to four matches. So what happened to the middle one there? <laughs> that was the Kathy Kelly segment. That was the Kathy Kelly segment. Like, what the fuck, man? And then uh, the next match, the next match was the uh, the video packages. Yeah, exactly. Because so. you know, people watching NXT don't know who Alistair Black, Ricochet, Adam Cole, and the Velveteen Dream are. You could have, yeah, you could have had these little vignettes that they do because they are so fucking generic at this point. Because we know what they're going to say. You could have them in the corner when somebody else is coming down to do their match. Sure, yeah. You know? And instead, yeah, we're going to take a full screen and we're just going to have you... We don't need to introduce guys anymore. Nope. <laughs> like... Nope. Yeah. So, yes, that brings us to our main event, which... Like, our only event. Our only event. And, again, we are going to go ahead and apologize for how short this episode is, but what the fuck else are we going to talk about? <laughs> exactly. So... This match starts off as a bit of a clusterfuck. Well, at first, okay, so a couple things. Yep. First off, Adam Cole comes out, and they found the fucking podium. Good. Yeah. That joke would have been better if Troy hadn't ruined it earlier. Sorry. Now, um, another thing I noticed, and this has been the case for a couple weeks, but for some reason it just clicked today. Uh, NXT was the first place where they started using LED ring skirts and posts. Then the WWE stole them, and now NXT can't use them anymore. Yep. Now we're just back to generic ring skirts. What yeah, the fuck? It, yeah. They can both have them. It's not like one has to be the other. I don't know. Um, as Percy, as, I'm sorry, as the Velveteen Dream is making his entrance out, Percy says, well, if Dream wins, he wants us to call him Champ Champ. Guess someone's watching UFC, huh? Don't let Vince know. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was Conor McGregor's thing when he won both belts. It was, he was the Champ Champ. And now... What was it? Uh, Nunez, same thing, champ champ, and it's the whole thing. It's like the new thing in UFC. So that was uh, – then uh, Matt Riddle came out, mm -hmm. and 
the only thing that's notable about that, go back and watch it and just watch the pose he makes at, at the belt as he's walking out because it's like the goofiest fucking thing. <laughs> Like, I legit sat up and laughed when I saw it. Uh, and then Alistair blacks out, and apparently the main roster has stolen his entrance as well, as he just comes up the stairs. So. Yeah, I thought I was sick of that, too. I'm like, wait, what happened to his little elevator thing? Yep, nope, WWE has it, so yeah. fuck, fuck NXT. All right. It's on the same truck as the uh, LED ring skirts. Apparently, so. apparently. Um, so, overall, most of this match winds up being one-on-one in the ring, Everyone else on the outside. Yeah, as most multi-person matches yeah. do. I mean, it's it's one of those things you kind of have to you kind of have to do. Um. So yeah, like the match kind of started as a clusterfuck. Everyone kind of just went their separate ways and you know hit a couple of moves, but eventually you know we kind of get down to it. Um, Matt Riddle hitting three straight gut wrench suplexes was really fucking cool. How about that reversal of the Alistair Black kick into the Bro Mission? That that's that fucking okay. chain was so awesome. It's it's gonna sound odd coming from me, but this match kind of sold me on Matt Riddle as an in-ring worker. He did. Oh, I, the in-ring was never really a question for me. It's just the promos. Yeah, the the promos are what they are. But to me, you you know my history with Riddle in his one-on-one matches. How I've had yeah. a little bit of a critique in it. This one here was, I, to me personally, his best in-ring work so far. Um, and he was with, obviously, phenomenal guys with him. But yeah, That helps. Yeah, the, that's, as, as soon as he does the reversal of the Black Mass into the Bro Mission, I was like, oh, God, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, and he just, he did a great job in this match. Well... Um, then we got to like the five way superplex spot. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> which I fuck. First off, I fucking hate that spot because uh, the extra guys don't add any impact to the suplex. You're still falling from the <laughs> same fucking distance. Yeah. Uh, and Riddle went to jump in there and never actually hooked himself in at all. It just fell down with everybody else. Yeah. It, it's. I mean. Yeah. I have because it's a five man match. We need to have a superplex spot. Every time. Every time we have these multi-person matches, we have to have that spot. And you could do it a lot of different ways, but we don't. No. no. Um, but I will say, um, Riddle is not afraid to look awkward in his selling. Um, which, to me, makes it more realistic and authentic. You know, he sure. he looked injured off of that superplex spot. He wasn't, obviously, because <laughs> he didn't do anything in it. But he, he looked it, which... Oftentimes, like, guys will, you know, when when they sell, they kind of do it where they're, like, they, they know they still have to make their face, you know, look good for the camera and stuff like that. So it's a lot of, like, oh, but I'm not yeah. going to make... Riddle is, like, red face, like, ah, fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoy that about him. I, that, that, to me, sells it far, far more than anything else you can do. And I don't know if you caught the, uh, the Mauro Ronaldo line of the night, but uh, at one point he said, "Like the loonies back in the day, we've got five on it." <laughs> really, Mara? Really? Yeah, apparently, nineties uh, rap reference. Well, not only nineties. Really, rap really reference. fucking edgy. Not only nineties rap reference, a drug reference. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> did you forget that what too. that song is about, dude? Well, I mean, yeah, but how many years did Cena get away with the five knuckle shuffle because McMahon didn't figure out it was a masturbation reference? His his. 
finished your movies to call, be called the FU. <laughs> right, but he got rid of that, and well, now, yeah. but he still gets to use the five knuckle shuffle. Right. Well, this is a guy who also would throw packages of planters at people and say, "Don't you know?" Try not to choke on these nuts. So yeah, true. Uh, the other spots that really <laughs> stood out to me: uh, Ricochet avoids the last spot, uh, last <laughs> shot from Cole, turns that into a reverse Rana, and I still hate the reverse Rana spot because someone's gonna die. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I guess Cole is probably used to taking it at this point. But yeah, he again every time it happens, I'm just like, ugh, like please just, don't fucking paralyze the guy. Unnecessary risk. Yeah. Just an unnecessary spot. Uh, then he went to do the Rana out to the floor. Uh, done much better tonight yep. <laughs> than it was at Fastlane, that's for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, nobody almost died on it, but you can see what the spot was supposed to be at Fastlane. It was supposed to look like, and it was much better tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's it's incredibly hard to make even like two people in a match look strong, but to make five people in a match look strong is pretty impressive. And, and I feel like they did it this time. Every yeah. guy got, you know, big moments, and they got all, they all got extended periods of time to get in some work, and they all did really good. Everyone looked legitimate, you know? Oftentimes yeah. when you've got this many guys in a match, someone might get kind of left out of things, you know? Yeah, true. Um, yeah, and then uh, ultimately coming off that spot, they get back in the ring, and Cole, and uh, there's a spot where Ricochet, after that, climbs to the top rope, he hits the forfeit. I'm sorry, the shooting star. Uh, well, I should say he pretends he hit the shooting star. But he actually came down on Riddle's knees. Yep. Uh, just didn't sell that Riddle got his knees up. Uh, went for the cover. Cole threw him off. Hit the last shot. Wins the match. And Cole is going on to take over New York. Yeah, there you go. Um, I enjoyed it. I was kind of wondering, you know, who was going to take the pin in this um, because if if it was like, well, if Adam Cole wins, who who takes the pin? If anyone else wins, Adam Cole's taking the pin. So <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> so it was, it was interesting. Obviously, I knew it wasn't going to be Riddle, because they even called him the undefeated Matt Riddle at the beginning. Yeah, too of the soon. So we knew that wasn't going to happen. And, and we so, also know Riddle's working with uh, Velveteen Dream at TakeOver. So. Right. So we, we figured Dream probably wasn't going to take the pin because he's the North American champion. So you're like, okay, well, that just leaves Blackashay and... I guess we'll figure out which one of them is a little lower on the totem pole, and we did. The <laughs> <laughs> um, the other things that I have in the um, but honestly, I will say that to to that point though, Troy, and I will say this, I will give NXT credit on this. They're not afraid to pin somebody. They're not throwing some shit guy in there just for the sake of having him eat the pen. It's legitimate competition. You know, two great teams face off in football. One's going to win, one's going to lose. It doesn't make the losing team any less than it just means two great teams played and one lost right. same thing here we should not be afraid to have the top guys take a loss if it's to further a story yeah exactly you know we we had Shayna take a loss you know in a tag team match that set up this story we've got going on here now it wasn't a one-on-one match thankfully it wasn't a pin the champion and get a title match or anything like that it was a tag team match and and then they wound up evolving into this point you know uh-huh. so yeah so i'm i'm with you on that um, something that I, I also have an issue with in multi-man matches, which I did not see in this match, I was very happy with it, was when you've got a guy that gets knocked to the outside, takes a powder and stuff like that, comes back in and instantly gets annihilated by the person that's still left in the ring. 
it always makes me just be like, you look like a fucking moron. Like, stay, <laughs> stay on the outside then if you couldn't handle it. But this yeah. one, every time somebody came in, they were instantly on offense again, which is how it should be, you know? They're, they're supposed to be kind of waiting and picking their spots. Yeah, it's it, those matches, when you talk about five-on-fives, they're just always really tough. And uh, in this particular case... I think they pulled off a very, very acceptable, very passable performance. I wasn't yeah. upset with it at all. Yeah, I fully agree on it as well. Wish that we had more to this episode, but <laughs> that that was it. Um, but yeah, so now we've got Adam Kolbebe versus Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match for TakeOver New York. Um, that joins the fatal four-way for the, the women's championship, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Bianca Belair. I'm sorry, that's the undefeated Bianca Belair. We'll never call it the yeastiest. Um, and then that also joins the undefeatedest. Yep. Uh, War Raiders taking on either Black Ashay or the Forgotten Sons. Whoever wins next week's main event. I have no idea who that is. Nope. No clue. Don't go back and listen to the rundown last week if that's you want to be surprised. Um, then, nope, that's the only thing that's been officially booked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did they, didn't they say Riddle in uh, Dream officially? Oh, yes, they did. Yep, they did. I, I couldn't remember if they did or not, but yeah, you are you are correct. Yep, Riddle versus Dream, um, which, boy, it would be nice if they threw... Could be a show steal. It, could, it definitely will be, I think. Um, would be nice I if know, they... Cole and Gargano are going to have a hell of a match, too, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's again, it's it's shaping up yet again to be a like a, a takeover that you're like every one of these matches is, is probably going to deliver, you know. The, the, women, that's... <clears throat> the women, Sorry, have, the women have a little bit of a of an Achilles heel uh, in Bianca Belair, but you know, I don't know I, no, I mean she, she can work. I'm not worried about her in ring. It's it's just the person persona I'm not a fan of. Um, but to me, this is the thing with NXT that. The main roster sort of lacks, and this is what I think gravitates fans towards this product, is that all of these matches could steal the show, and they're all encouraged to go out and do so. Yeah, They're not tell, told or held back or don't do this spot because somebody's going to do it. Like They're allowed to go out, and the undercard matches are allowed to have 20 minutes to go out there and fucking steal the show. Yeah. It's not a five-minute squash and go out there and don't do anything that's going to take away from the main event. And that's, that speaks, to me at least, to how Triple H runs it, and perhaps how at some point we will see the WWE run. That's going to be 20 years from now, dude. <laughs> it's possible. Um, <laughs> so who, we'll, we'll talk about Wang a little bit closer, but, but who is, who's your pick for the guy in the audience at TakeOver? I don't, we haven't had one of those in a while, so I don't know if we're going to get one. Although it is, uh, it is WrestleMania weekend, so it's sort of a big viewing audience. It's a good time to do it if they're going to do it. Yeah. We've, we've uh, had a couple of people that they've signed that, that are down at the Performance Center right now that I think could kind of pop. You think, you think they're good, like a guy like Trevor Lee, like we know him, but does the WWE audience know him well enough to, that that's a pop? Um, I mean, they did it with Austin Aries. Or Robbie E. Yeah, but Austin Aries was like a former world champion at a na- on a national promotion. Two national promotions, if you count Ring of Honor. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of who else that they they just signed. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a bunch of good guys, but yeah. not like, holy shit, I can't believe that guy's an NXT guy. Yeah. There's no Samoa Joes in that group or, you know, 
That's true. Um, Maybe EC3 will be in the audience trying to get his way back down to NXT. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because, I mean, other than other than Robbie E. Yeah, and, and I don't think Robbie's. I love Robbie E. He's a guy I've worked with, but I, I don't see him as a big enough name to be that face yeah, in the crowd at NXT. Yeah. So we're probably looking at legends or former NXT people coming back or well, something. Yeah, we'll definitely have that. You know, we'll we'll get some of the guys that are heading down there. Um, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Lars Sullivan will be there, <laughs> or his social media agent. Yeah, who of course is him. <laughs> that guy's got some issues. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Bugenhagen. Oh, there you go. See, you joke, but everything I read says they're actually really high on that kid. So Him, him and uh, Stacey Irvin Jr., I heard they were both really high on. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> again. And he's maybe. from your neck of the woods. You should have love for him. It just was, it was, it was weird. That's all I'm going to say. But weird made it stand out. I don't think it's anybody's true. talking no, about Bugenhagen the next day if he doesn't do that shit. No, I, I 100% agree. Um, <clears throat> maybe, oh, I got it. Okay. So we'll get we'll get Trevor Lee in the crowd, and then slowly behind him Samuel Shaw will appear and just put a bag over his head. <laughs> yeah, remember that when he was the Dexter guy? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he totally raped Mickey James. Uh, Santana Garrett was the one he was stalking, I believe. I thought it was Mickey James. No, that was uh, James Storm, and that was when James Storm was feuding with uh, Nick Aldis. He threw Mickey James off the train tracks. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. See, when you do multiple abduction and rape storylines, they tend to blend yeah. together. <laughs> no, it was uh yeah, it was Santana Garrett when she had her blonde hair in TNA was Samuel oh. Shaw's. Okay. I don't even remember what name she used in TNA, but She wasn't Santana Garrett? No, she had a different name. I forget what it was. I can look it up if you want to wait a second. Was she like let's see. Let's see which one of it gets her first. Santana Garrett. She was Brittany. Yes, there it is. Yeah. I like it. I like her ring names are all Santana, Santana G, Santana Garrett, Santana Wonder, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Considering that they're a company that doesn't do what WWE normally does, you know, where they have to, you know, try to <clears throat> to get the the money out of it they can. Um, although they did the uh, the same thing with Allie, because she was obviously Cherry Bomb before that, and right. so and uh, I guess Allison King. I guess they do do it often, more often than I thought they did. But. They used to. They're, they're less less so now because they're more sort of working with other promotions now. Yeah. Back when they were exclusive contract type people, uh, I think they did it more. For, but they're more the talent as they're being allowed to work in other places now becomes more marketable using the name they use everywhere else. Yeah. And personally, an impact should have probably never done that because you want people, you know, you want more eyes on the, on the product and you want the more recognizable names, not, you know, right. the brand new names. WWE can do it because they've got the money and effort that they can put into rebranding a person. Right, exactly. So, anyway. But so that's going to do it for this edition of NXT. Uh, Troy, if you had to recommend one match for people to go back and watch from this week, what would it be? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, definitely the uh, the Keith Lee Dijakovic. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree. That was a, that was a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
we read <laughs> spoilers too, and I know they had stuff on before this match. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah. that's why. When, at a but they had to do this episode first because it, they, they yeah. need some time to promote the main event. Oh no, I I understand that, but to me, I thought we were getting other matches in this. Yeah, so no. When, and like I said, 36 minutes in, with nothing but filler up till then, you could do the Triple H spot, then do a match, then get to the main event. There was there was no need to have Kathy Kelly asking everybody, so how does it feel that you're not in this match? It was. What do you think about the fact that you suck so much when, you didn't even get paid for this? <laughs> when she showed up the in the back with Io Shirai and Kairi Sane, I was like, oh, fuck, we are only getting one match <laughs> Like, yeah. that was the point that I figured out that, like, I, we're not going to do another match. I want the segment where Kathy Kelly is just live direct messaging on Twitter with William Regal. Because that's... that's what is it with these English guys only making their matches on Twitter now? Johnny Saint, William Regal, same fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, we did get the announcement for TakeOver of uh, Pete Dunne and Valter, which we knew a couple... Like what was it, about a month ago that sort of came out from the tapings, but it was made official today, I believe. Yeah. So. Yep, it was. So we do have that for takeover as well. So. Yep. Yippee. Pete Pete Dunn's got his fucking work cut out for him, and you know what? I feel like we're sort of vindicated because recently I was talking to, and I'm not going to name any names, but several workers, some high profile workers, uh, in the business, and they all said they don't really understand the the Walter thing either. So it's not just us. Oh, that's good. Because it sucks. Well, it's just like it, the, the point of wrestling isn't to go out there and intentionally fucking hurt people for real. Like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, the, whatever. You know, to, to me... That's a debate for another time, I guess. <clears throat> well, no, maybe it's not, because we'll do a little bit more in the, ep- the episode here. Because to me, there's a time and a place for shit like that. And it's backyard wrestling. And it's it's promotions like CZW and, and things like that. You you go into those events expecting the guys to take fucking chainsaws to each other's faces and shit like that. What you don't do is go to a normal PWG show and expect the big fucking guy to go over and intentionally try to like tear someone's pectoral off of them. You know. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's my issue. Is like, it but would when be that's a, all you've got in your offense, you got to work it, I guess. Well, you know. But it, it, it'd be like if you if I went to a BCW show, which is a family-friendly affair, and they did a fucking um, light tubes match, I'd be like, what is going on right now? Like, that's what a Valter match is to me. Like, yeah. just completely out of place and unnecessary. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, it doesn't connect with me. I don't get it. I'm not a fan of that style, I guess. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, teach their own. Um, the, the the internet loves him, so maybe maybe I'm wrong about something, but apparently it's it's a view shared by other professional wrestlers, so I'll just leave it at that. Fair enough. But that will do it for um, NXT Revisited this week. Um, hopefully both of us will be back next week, and hopefully we will have more than one match. Yeah, we can only hope. Yep. So, uh, go ahead. I guess, so I guess that means we will NXT in next week. Bye-bye.